0: welcome back everybody to the take control podcast you have brandy here
1: it's kim ignore my voice i'm a little today
0: and unfortunately dario is not with us as you guys may have seen she was celebrating her birthday in jamaica um so she just needs a moment uh we also have a guest with us today miss erica butler founder of happy sex talk and i'm going to give her the opportunity to introduce herself a little bit more and give you guys a background
2: yeah, thanks for having me y'all. Um so yes, like she said my name is Erica Butler. I am the founder of Happy Sex Talk, which is a small sex ed um consulting firm here in Columbus, Ohio. I do sex education for all ages starting from, you know, birth and infancy all the way to to 55 and older and all the things in between. I've been doing it for uh believe it or not going on 17 years. So it's been a long a long time Of Lots of talking about sex, which has been great, and I love it. (laughs) Uh, I've talked about a lot of things, so I'm excited to get into the shits today. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) So Dario was introduced to Erica uh, at an event that Brittany Wingfield had a few years ago, and we have been wanting to actually get you on the show probably for the last year and a half oh maybe gosh, two years are you serious I yeah. didn't know that and so that's just so crazy COVID and yeah. things oh, and so enough. it just yeah. never worked out and so we revisited the conversation and yeah. I'm, we were like okay let's reach out and so yeah that's well, how that's
2: great we had yeah. a couple of reschedules because COVID got me
0: and <laughs> COVID mm-hmm. got me and had me out but I'm all right we're here we're here <laughs> It was definitely something going around because I had got sick a few weeks back, but yeah. it wasn't COVID. I tested twice. It was negative, That's but good. the cough, the head cold, I felt Yeah. Cooler. I wouldn't
2: wish it on nobody, so I'm glad that yeah. that wasn't your journey. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So quick update. As you see, I still got this nasty ass
2: cough. Yeah. Right. Girl, listen. Yeah,
0: I think everybody got a cough. I so mean, yeah, at this point, I, mean, it's,
2: this point, it's completely I think I fine. heard somewhere <laughs> the allergies are like the worst they've been in like the last mm-hmm. decade in the city right now. So, mm-hmm. See, I'm everybody allergy, got I'm allergy prone and are I don't you? know how
1: I ain't got none yet. Oh, goodness. Like I get a sinus infection like six times a year and the average person is like three. And yeah. for some reason, this stuff hasn't gotten me. Wow
2: that's mm. kind of crazy mm. just well, no. take take the blessings as they come right because
1: that's fine that's also not fun
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely so quick updates kim what's been going on um
1: i think since we've been on here i think i graduated you graduated Yay! Yay! i'm like i don't remember Yay! come <laughs> through graduation um, seven long fucking years it was worth it yes. my professor tried to tell me to continue on to my master's i said give me another seven years to try right No shit. I i need my break i want my break yeah um my jobs, and everything are going cool. I got, I'm back working in real estate with my aunt as well, so that's an additional thing. um Yeah, that's it. And congratulations, yeah. that's exciting. Birthday's in like four weeks. So. There you
0: go. Turn you got up. anything planned? I'm
1: thinking about. So my cousin is. It was supposed to be a surprise, but I knew we were going to put in bay, but I don't know what we're doing there because I guess they built like additions and i have no idea what it looks like Mm, and because she knows i don't want to go there and it just be like college party central she's like she knows i want an an older different vibe that's more Uh vacationy so her and my friend sierra have something planned that i have no idea about That's so i'm right by by july 4th so i'm july 8th so i'm used to celebrating my birthday with the fourth it's fine yeah then the following weekend i might go to dc okay so that's the plan right now
2: i like it yeah that sounds good what about you
0: uh i don't have any real updates and none that i i mean there's a couple but none that i care to share right now mm-hmm.
2: um fair
0: enough life has been lifing for man. me <laughs> man <laughs>
2: um ain't it Ooh, yeah
0: life. Um, but everything is okay. I decided that I needed to just take a break. So Thursday, I'm going to L.A. And oh. I'm staying till Sunday. Um, my friend's taking her son. They do a trip every year. So I'm going to link up with them while I'm out there and just enjoy myself. I'm like, I just need a mental break. Like, yeah. all this stuff with what's going on in the news and these yeah. shootings and just things. I I The other day, I spent the whole day crying. Like, I just yeah. was like... Outside of therapy, I need a beach. I haven't been on vacation. (laughs) Like, it's just too much. I went to um, my job to finally pick up my personal items because Mm. they've decided to transition everybody to full remote. Okay. I haven't been in the office since we left in March of 2020. So, I shared it on my Facebook. Like, it's literally a time capsule. Yeah. Like, my calendar was on February 2020. That's so Everything was how I left it. They dusted, thank God. But, like, literally everything was how I left it. And so... I left and I called my mom in tears. Like, you know, that COVID changed things, but, yeah, to, but see like, it to walk back into it right. was crazy. And so I, wow, I was just like, mm.
2: how do you feel about being fully remote with no, with no
0: like prospects of going back into the office? I feel like that would be a different vibe absolutely so i never wanted to be remote right um just well at the time i was in a different position but i'm just like the stress of my job i didn't want it in my house yeah so when we didn't have an option i'm like okay i'm gonna take out my spare bedroom furniture and i'm gonna make that an office so when i'm done with the day i can can shut the door door, and it is what it is um Ideally, I would want to be hybrid, but my boss was like, I wouldn't suggest it just because if they ever make the decision and they see that you've been coming in the office, they may make you come back full time. Mm. And I'm like, OK, well, that makes sense. But um, as I was sharing with you guys before we started recording, I'm really noticing the effects like physically. Yeah. I don't get up and move as much. So, yeah. like, I have back pain now. Yeah. Um And I was just telling my mom, I'm like, I'm actually going to take my lunch breaks now and just go walk around my complex for 20 minutes. Like, I was listening to something that said, like, you need to walk consistently for 20 minutes a day. Yeah. Um, Outside of that, like, mentally, Mm. I try and I'm already an introvert. So being in the house is nothing for me, especially in the summertime, because it's too hot for me. Yeah. So now being in the house all day until I go to my night job is just like. I gotta do something different. So I'm gonna make it a point to like get up, open up a window, go Mm -hmm. walk. I'm gonna get patio furniture. So I'm gonna sit outside Mm -hmm. on my patio. Uh, like I said, just walk around the parking lot in my complex, go down to the pool to just be more active. So, yeah, but it's definitely taking its toll. Yeah. And I'm just now starting to, like, realize it.
2: Yeah, it's it's. I've, I've had a few friends that have had that same transition where and they even got to go back to the office mm-hmm. briefly and then got sent, sent back, back home, home. Like, permanently. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's been that transition is really hard as someone who, like, works out of their house all the time. I'm like, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. I just have to take myself outside of my home sometimes Mm -hmm. like my my office is I have an office but it's also a storage Mm -hmm. like place in our house so I end up working in my kids playroom Mm -hmm. (laughs) like most of the time and it's usually like after they go to sleep so like my brain doesn't really kick on until nobody needs me Mm -hmm. so everybody sleep. And nobody's calling my name through a wall. Nobody's crying mm-hmm. while I'm trying to, like, brainstorm and be creative. Like, so my brain don't turn on until, like, 8.30 at night. Mm-hmm. And then it's not shutting off until 3 a.m. 3 a.m. And morning. my kids wake up at 6. Yeah. So you're like, Oops. So it's like, I got to figure All out. I'm up. kind of like where you're at. like I got to find a new balance of yeah, how to, you know, be able to, like, really work through the day. And not yeah. just have meetings and stuff. Because... That ain't the life yeah. that yeah. I want for myself, like, working all through the night yeah. and barely getting sleep.
0: Yeah, and I don't get off from my night job till 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it, i just all over the place. Listen. Yeah,
2: <laughs> doing a lot. We out here doing a lot yeah. is what we doing, which is not like abnormal. Like we need for, to uproot and leave anyway.
1: <laughs> Man! Because I'm in the same boat. I just buy Columbus. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you
2: just need it. We I going just, to Florida
1: I just for, go. like, a
2: week with the kids to see my husband's family. And I'm like, please, Jesus, just let us get the fuck out right. of here, just yes. for a minute, just yeah. even yeah. if it's and a week, enjoy. I don't care. I just want to watch the cousins, the baby right. cousins, play yeah. with each other and enjoy. And let me have my joy by a pool. Yeah, yeah. my <laughs> other
0: friends that I have out in LA, I'm like, look, I'm coming. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go out. Don't plan nothing. Just I just want <laughs> to go eat something <laughs> yeah. good. I want to go to the beach, and <coughs> that's, that's it. it. Like I. Listen, (laughs) I'm not trying to put nobody out. Whatever you had, because it was so last minute, I literally found a flight round trip for three eighty eight. Oh, whoa! That's (laughs) that's, that's like a couple of days ago, and I was just like, you know what, book it. Ooh, because those flights don't. Yeah. Damn. That's also been part of the reason why I I haven't been able to travel because flights have been ridiculous. I've like canceled two trips just yeah. because of the cost so yeah yeah i'm gonna take the moment i told everybody like look i'm going out of town i won't be available be whatever yep. you need
2: dnd D&D Thursday. Me know before Thursday. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: don't hit me up honey
0: yeah yeah i love a good D. man i need to use it more <laughs> i definitely need to use it more Um, I don't think we have any announcements. I don't believe we have any shout outs specifically, but as always, I want to shout out the listeners. Thank you guys for continuing to support us and continuing to listen. Every time I upload a show, our listens are still pretty consistent, even when we aren't posting new shows. So we really appreciate you guys. Um, and we're going, we're working, we're working on it. (laughs) To, to keep our consistency like everybody said, everybody's
1: like, working on consistency because life is life Life, be life you know it's real ghetto
2: Shit. over
0: here so. man
2: <laughs> i've been trying to get season two of my own damn podcast started for six months i ain't got nowhere man See, it's just life be life, life, be, life, life be life there life go your title. That, I was about That's saying, I it. title that should be it that should be it life be life in. and sex okay <laughs> man life be
1: life and let's talk about sex
0: <clears throat> boom um look at that So just in case you guys did not know, June is Men's Health Month, um, and we found a little blurb on Instagram. Um, I'm going to have Kim tag team this with me because, you know, I hate reading these things. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, okay, I'm just going to say June. The post says that it was May, so either May or June. We could just be late. But it's right. Mental Health Awareness Month. Okay, so it must be June is specific to men. Yeah, June is specific to men. Mm-hmm. And okay. I thought yeah. I put that link on here, but I guess not. The one I have is for May. Yeah, I uploaded
1: it the other day, but now I'm like, I don't know where it is. Mm. Hold on. It might be in our archives because I'm pretty sure I put it on our story. Okay. Hold on. Sorry, y'all.
2: No, that's okay. All these awareness months, it's hard to keep up with them. But right you're right. here it is.
1: Yeah. Um, One of them says... This month is Men's Health Month. Shout out to all the men suffering with their mental health with no one to turn to as society taught men to mask their emotions. We need to encourage men to speak up, not man up. Talking saves lives. Um, Let me see what this one says. Let's see. I think that's it. The next one is just like about um, like self-destructive habits we can do to ourselves. But I thought I had stuck another one up here, but maybe not. But, yeah, just acknowledging that, like, that this is the month for it, and you see that even a lot of things aren't even posted for it. I came around that randomly. Um, And it's been very common in me talking to, like, a lot of male friends and uh, male family members, and I think we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, too, especially with um, In the City podcast that came on, that it's just not common for men to be emotionally healthy or aware. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just because men are typically taught, like, shut up and get up. Mm -hmm. Like, you're feelings. You don't need to act emotional like a woman. You don't need to do this like a woman. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do this. And we're just raising men that are emotionally unattached, unaware, everything. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. um, I'm very intentional about that with my son. Mm -hmm. So my son's five years old. And anytime he has emotions about anything, the first statement that comes out of my mouth is your emotions are valid. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you're allowed to feel the way that you're feeling. Mm Right. Even if it's like, I don't want to go to bed right now bro, I get it. Like sometimes I want to fight bed too. Yeah. Right. Like, but your body needs rest to grow, to be strong. Your brain needs rest. You know, we go through this whole, Mm -hmm. this whole thing. He go, okay, mommy. Okay. And then he starts to feel a little bit better. But the first statement that always comes out of our mouths for me and, and my husband is like, your emotions are valid. Cause Mm -hmm. I want him to know that it's okay to feel what you're feeling. Right. right? Mm -hmm. You know, cause it's, cause we are dealing with a lot of grown men who were taught their entire lives that showing any type of emotion mm-hmm. makes them less masculine, which right. is total bullshit. It's
1: so weird. to it's me. It's just
2: a whole, it's all wrapped up in that toxic masculinity, you know, thing that's fucking up so many things for mm-hmm. men, especially black men. Mm-hmm. It's why we can't have healthy relationships. Nobody knows right. how to manage their feelings. Nobody knows how to talk about anything. Right. Nobody knows how, to identify or even acknowledge the things that they're struggling with because nobody ever gave them the language. Right. Nobody believes that therapy is for them. They think mm-hmm. it's yep. for women. Like it's just all these things that are like loaded on top of another. And it's all like societal messages that everybody was just kind of inundated with and uh, then bought as right. like mm-hmm. word is mom and that's it. Right. And then that's what you teach in babies. Like you teach in little kids, like I see people yelling at infants for crying no. and it's like, they literally like can't talk eight months. That's how they communicate, yes. how they communicate right. with you. What are you doing telling an eight month old that they shouldn't be crying right, right. now? Like that's, it, it like blows my mind. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I mean, I could do a whole podcast episode just on that topic in and of itself, right. but it's, it's, yeah. it's in my mind, it's an epidemic in our community specifically yeah, I don't because disagree. it's, It is impacting everything. It's impacting people's ability to function on a daily basis, to hold down a job, to like stay out of trouble, to like, you know, be a provider for your family to Mm -hmm. all these sorts of things. Right. And it's just, it's really insane how, how much that very toxic mindset has like kind of infiltrated itself yeah into a whole community right yeah and preventing people from being able to live their life to the fullest and be their healthiest version of themselves and it all started with messaging when we were eight months old for example or even (laughs) younger right? right
0: yeah it's crazy right um all i really got men definitely Make it a point to take care of yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I We preach it on this podcast. Therapy is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely will see the benefits. One thing that came to mind, and I think I mentioned this before when you um, mentioned emotions and saying that your emotions are valid. I think I shared before. I was talking to a friend. Um, shout out to Daryl, DJ Daryl. and oh, I love We were talking about how there's over... 29 di- ooh, 29 different emotions mm-hmm. and somehow we only know four like four yeah. happy sad mad mm-hmm. and that's really it with the exception of a couple others and i'm just like it gave me the idea to really start identifying mm-hmm. and because something that else that i always say my pastor always says the problem undefined is a problem undefeated yeah so really tapping in and understanding what you're feeling and being able to name it does wonders. Absolutely. Um, So I just, I can't say it enough, men, just, just take care of yourselves, find your circle of people who are also trying to do the work. And let's just, you know, better as a people Mm -hmm. and it's it's beautiful to see because I have three godchildren as you guys know on the show and that's another thing that their mom does with them Mm -hmm. she validates how they feel and so you see them practicing Mm -hmm. what they've learned and like really channeling what they feel or taking a moment to say, I need to breathe, or mm-hmm. I just need to step away for a second, or like yeah. the oldest, he takes walks now in the morning since school is out. He's he'll be thirteen this year. He takes a walk around the block mm-hmm. so that he could just be with himself. Yeah. Like, and she was like, I'd rather him do that than you know go smoke weed or absolutely whatever the case, or pick up other habits because he doesn't know how to channel anything that he's yeah. feeling. So she was like, I allow him to just take a walk around yeah, the block. I put his sure. I got the air tag on and yeah. I let them go yeah, and I'm just for like sure that's
2: beautiful man I mean I think that's something something else that I'm a big fan of our feeling charts yeah so I have one like for myself as a grown-ass person in my office and it's right to my right so anytime that I'm like in a in a space mm-hmm. and I need help validating what because you're right there are so many emotions And it's so easy for us to just throw it into a category of an emotion that we feel all the time right but the reality is it may actually be anxiety or it may be embarrassed or it may be Mm. like all these other types of emotions that actually have names that yeah. we just don't talk about as often absolutely so then i got a i got a feeling chart for my kids that's pretty diverse i mean it's you know it's got like skin tones of all different kids and i have to print it out still but because <laughs> my son comes in and looks at the faces mm. of the black women on my feelings chart and tries to identify but it's hard for him because it's black women, <laughs> right. like <grown> black women <laughs> And then there's ones that are like, you know, are like cuss words. So then he's right. like, I don't know what, what this one that? means, but like, I feel like that's what my face looks like. And I'm like, you valid, you don't need to be five years old saying, oh shit. Like, right. you know, I mean, he does often. Cause I Cause, don't, yeah, I don't that's, censor that's myself around yeah. him at all. Um, but yeah, so I think it's, those are other things too. Like using feeling words just for yourself as an adult too, mm-hmm. um, are super helpful because yeah, like you're saying, it's a lot of, it's a lot of feelings out here. Yeah. DJ will be out here doing work, man. I love him. I love I, that man. His whole family. I just love y'all together as a yes. unit.
0: Him and Chantel and yes. the babies. Literally, that they out here doing work. I can't speak highly enough of them. Like, yeah. literally, that's like becoming family at this yeah, point. Yeah, really, they're so love dope. Them. Yeah. Um, but yes, guys, we would be remiss if we didn't recognize that it was Men's Mental Health Month. So please take care of yourselves. Um, and we love you. That's really all I have um so to jump into today's show if you guys remember I think maybe two or three shows in when we started Take Control Dario and I did a sex conversation but it was more playful we were just kind of you know talking about experiences and wild times and our teens and whatever the case may be but we really never got into (laughs) like the importance of the sex education side of things, and especially as it pertains to black women. Um, So that's why we invited Erica on the show. She is a sex positive person. uh, (laughs) And she's just here to drop some knowledge. So I'm really excited to have her. Um, To get into the first part of the episode and the first topic that we have, it is an Instagram video. I'm gonna play it and then I guess we'll share our thoughts from there. And it is um, titled Inherited Beliefs on Sex Education. Parents co-sign it, or
2: pastor at or eight. It. Do they even explain what sex is before that? Not really. Apparently, this is what I need to do in order for Jesus to love me and my yes. parents to love me, so I'll do
0: it. It makes me wonder who, who thought of this concept. Probably Lared a man. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I had a pregnancy scare when I was like 16. My dad was so furious with me. Um, he didn't speak to me for two weeks. And I remember one of the things he said to me was like, I can't believe you didn't wait, your
2: mother waited. And that always stuck with me. So when we're Having this conversation on my
0: podcast, she basically dropped and said that no,
2: she wasn't divorced when she got married.
0: Ah, so you've been just going along with this last yeah? All the like, time. Y'all been shaming me for having sex when you did the very same thing. The fuck! I was so mad, but
1: also I just felt really honored that my mom would feel comfortable to share that with me. But I signed a purity contract when I was
2: eight, and mm. your parents co-sign it. oh that video.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You didn't hear the first part when it came on, but she was talking about signing a purity contract, which is basically saying that you will not have sex until marriage. (laughs) Because her
1: parents claimed that they did, and it was
0: lying.
2: I hope y'all heard the deep exhale I just made into the air. My disdain for anything purity culture, oh my God, I fucking hate it. It's the worst thing. I don't know if this is where y'all wanted to go with this, but this video immediately makes me think of purity culture. Speak how you speak. And so, <clears throat> I don't know if y'all are familiar, Jessica Valenti is a um, is an educator that talks about purity culture, and also another educator named Erica, her name is Erica Smith, mm-hmm. uh, they're both white women, but they they know what the fuck they're talking about, mm-hmm. And so they write a lot more, so Erica, um, that I follow now, versus Jessica, Jessica's a little, you know, she kind of blown up, and so she's talking about a lot of other things now, Erica is just as big, but she is very focused on purity culture so Mm -hmm. if you're looking for stuff directly about that follow follow her I'll make sure y'all get the Mm -hmm. uh handle so but anyway it's all a social construct Mm -hmm. right like the idea of virginity and the idea of purity is based around making little girls feel like shit for having emotions that we praise little boys for experiencing Mm -hmm. And having their entire lives Mm. the whole concept of boys will be boys is the antithesis (laughs) of purity culture
3: Mm. you see what i'm saying
2: like it's just a matter of oh but like if the boys are being boys they're being boys with somebody right but instead of shaming everybody for this concept of purity we're only shaming the girls right Mm -hmm. and so then these purity contracts are basically like in my opinion super incestuous Mm -hmm. because you're basically having a dad like be in control so to speak Mm -hmm. of their daughter's virginity Mm -hmm. and it's like what type of fucking what in what world does this make sense to people yeah if and y'all are worried about sex education pushing people to have sex you know what's going to make them want to have sex telling them they can't can't. do something that's why
1: she did it anyway and had a pregnancy scare
2: facts yeah so it's like the way that i try to explain this to parents when i'm educating is like how many times do you tell your kid that you can't have dessert before dinner and then you find out they had dessert before dinner because they snuck it anyway right Mm -hmm. it's the exact same concept the more you tell them not to do something the more they're going to want to know why you don't want them to do it right so then they're going to do it anyway Right. right so if you talk to them about it and you talk to them about their bodies and you give them the education that they need to effectively protect themselves and keep themselves safe. It actually postpones their first sexual experience, right? Because they're not as intrigued. Right. Because the shit ain't that exciting in high school. Yeah. It's boring as fuck. Yeah. Sex Absolutely. don't get great until your 20s anyway. So why the <laughs> fuck do y'all even like really right. Right. if you really think about it? Sex ain't great in high school. Who the fuck knows what they doing in high school? Right. Ain't nobody got a stroke game. Ain't nobody there's nothing. <laughs> nobody knows about vaginal wetness. Nobody knows about nothing. Y'all just right. out here hurting. Because right. the like, shit ain't comfortable. Like so in reality, if you just actually talk to people about their bodies and what's happening, you'll have a more open conversation Mm. and a more open relationship with your kid. And guess who they're going to want to talk to when they want to get on birth control or when they want to know answers to questions that they know they can't trust the Internet about. They're going to come to you.
1: I just feel like that's that double standard, too, as adults, like we praise men until they're in the grave for having multiple women. But if a woman had even higher than ooh. i don't even know the number sometimes I mean, it don't even matter you, can if you have, have higher two, than one you got higher, yeah, than, you one, have higher than one you're like one ooh, yeah yeah you not yeah who, who else, i mean bro?
2: people actually get divorced over finding out that their partners were not virgins when they get married yeah like it's that rooted into they people's know how people's people or yeah
1: like it fucking matters
2: it's really insane did y'all get tested has anybody gotten anything is that, that the is answer? Crazy. Even beyond that, yo, we can cure all the things. Right. right. I mean, except some of them. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, got four yeah. H's that we know we got. <laughs> yeah. a, but other than that, you know, I mean, come on, like do we need to I know. fuck up whole relationships over the concept
0: of purity? it's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. It I makes know. me think about that whole situation with TI and his uh, daughter oh, when he was yeah. on him podcast. going to her. Uh, and let me also just
2: let, let's do let's hear some sex education. Can nobody tell how your hymen broke? Right, it is the thinnest level or the thinnest layer of tissue in your body. You can break it because you fell off a bike the wrong way, right. you can break it because you played sports and fell on your body the wrong way. You can break it, you can tear it because I don't know you did a jump in a pool and you're that that your body was like, oh shit, I don't like that. And now your hymen's torn. Right. Yeah. So like asking your doctor if if your OB is saying that they can tell if you have had sex, they are fucking lying. Yeah. <laughs> there is literally no way to know if somebody has had sex before outside of asking them. Yeah and right. them giving you an honest yeah. answer. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There is no like attending OB visits with your fucking daughter until she's 18 and getting confirmation every year that she hasn't had sex. Your daughter is fucking T.I. Let me be very right. clear. And
1: that's another lie. That's <laughs> another lie that's told from parents being like, <clears throat> yeah, oh, you shouldn't have sex because we'll be able to find out. Absolutely,
2: that absolutely. They and the, can't and tell the kids them nothing. It. Of course they do because they're not getting sex education. Yep. There's nobody there telling them anything about their bodies.
0: Mm-hmm. I say it all the time and I will say it again. My mom always had open conversations with me yes. about my period she always had open conversations with me about sex mm-hmm. and i i it kept me out of so much like yeah. it really to, and I, I think i've shared this on the show i didn't have my first pregnancy until i was 21. Mm-hmm. i made the decision not to keep it yeah. but You know, I have friends who were teen moms. I went to school with girls who were pregnant in high school and hiding pregnancies. Absolutely. And I went to school with a girl who hid her whole pregnancy until she gave birth. And then she put the baby in a trash can. Mm. You know, and I'm sure a lot of that has to do with not being able to come to your parents. Of course. Yeah.
2: And the shame from society for being a, you know, teen teen mother anyway. But let's be very clear. I know a gang of badass teen moms let me be very clear like people really be thinking that teens aren't out here able to like own up to their responsibilities no i know many a teens
0: literally i i went to school with a girl and her daughter i think she just turned 16 and i'm like wow i don't even remember her being pregnant in high school but mm-hmm. she was and she is a great mom yeah you know what i mean yeah. like there's yeah and it's, that's not to say i
2: want all teenagers to be pregnant what i'm saying is that you can trust right. them to handle their own responsibilities right. and, it's and, not and to make decisions world. for themselves oh, yeah. based on what they know their capabilities are but they're not going to believe they can do anything if you don't tell if you don't if you don't instill those beliefs in them
3: absolutely
2: right so it's just it's crazy but yeah purity culture sex education it's all shit in this country every other country it's like you know, condoms are readily available. Parents are letting, you know, girlfriends and boyfriends sleep over. Everybody's, you know, welcoming of whatever orientation or whoever you love is who you love. Ain't nobody judging people for loving who they want to love or being who they want to be. I mean, it exists, you know, the, the homophobia and, and all of that, it, it definitely exists outside of this country, but far less in yeah. a lot of different places. Now it's bad. In when, some place, and yeah. in some places, it's mm-hmm. very bad in some places, almost worse than here, if not worse than here, but um, you know in some of the places in Europe, it's just like they just out here teaching from day one and it's like yeah. you learning about your bodies you using real names for body parts yeah. that's the other thing right not people, your cuckoo that's yeah. your vagina there's no fucking nicknames like the fact that a lot of us don't even know the difference between a vulva and a vagina until we're in our 20s mm-hmm. it's terrifying to me yeah
1: well yeah my co-worker said mind you she's been with her boyfriend since they were in high school and mm-hmm. they're like they're only like 22 or three but mm-hmm. she said her boyfriend was not even aware that um she had she peed out of a different yeah
2: bowl. yeah we don't even know we got three holes yeah do you know when i'm teaching high schoolers about their anatomy at least 50 percent of them come back and with an argument from their parents that they don't have three holes i said no no you have three <laughs> yeah i'm just making Lilithra, vaginal anus right you got three holes and it goes in that order <laughs> right. actually yeah. That's where you actually, go. You know, actually, when you're, looking, yeah. when you're looking at anatomy, go to the bathroom. It, yeah, goes in that, it goes in that order, right? Like, come on. It's just insane. Like, so, and then the other thing, too, is people are always, especially the research that I've done with black families, is um, with little kids, is the concern about preventing sexual abuse, right? So let's talk about that just for a brief moment. People are worried that introducing kids to the names of their body parts will make them more susceptible because they're going to know more information they're going to whatever it's backwards as fuck in fact informing your children of their body names or the names of their body parts and educating them about consent and educating them about boundaries and secrets not not uh you know secrets not surprises like those or or surprises not secrets i'm sorry i said that the wrong way those sorts of things that's what actually makes them less likely to be in a situation to be exposed to sexual child abuse right Mm -hmm. because They know the names of their body parts. They know when somebody should be or should not be touching them. They know what a good and bad touch is. They know these sorts of things. A safe and an unsafe touch, they know those things. And a, if you think about it from a predator's mindset, they're looking for somebody they can groom. Right. They're looking for somebody who doesn't have somebody in their life telling them the names of their body parts. Right. Yeah. They're looking for somebody who will hold a secret. Right. And the more you talk to your kids about the body, the less likely they are going to be susceptible to those conversations. Right. Yeah. And because most of the childhood sexual abuse occurs between family members or people who are super close to the family because they have the most access to kids, mm-hmm you need that conversation to happen right right sooner rather than later because people can start grooming kids like super early early. yeah and then not actually do anything until they six seven or eight yeah and imagine what relationship they can build in those years nobody is more patient than a child (laughs) a child predator like i'm 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 so serious y'all like it's It's not a it's I'm doing the work that I'm doing right now is mainly with families for not necessarily for the purpose of child sexual abuse prevention, but it's a big part of it. Yeah, right. It's like you just need to be having these conversations about consent and boundaries anyways, because then we can be adults who understand boundaries and consent, right? Just innately, but then also like let's also protect the babies at right. the same time.
1: It did just like I never even registered to me how people do put so much emphasis on nicknames and like Yeah. My cousin talks to her her one year old and she's like, Where's your vagina? And she knows. Yeah. And people will hear her and be like oh. You yes. shouldn't say that. And she's like, why? Yeah, it's why? a girl that has a vagina. Am I supposed to tell her that it's a cuckoo? Ears she's like, and, yeah. and nose. She always and plays eyes. the game. Where's they your ears? Have... Where's your nose? Yeah. Where's? She's like, where's your butt? And then she goes, and she's like, no, that's your vagina. Where's your butt? And then she's like, oh, yeah. there's nothing wrong with telling a one year old girl that has a vagina, she has a vagina. Exactly. Like, and they're like, oh, that's a bad word. Yeah. I'm sorry, vagina is a bad word.
2: Right. I'm why? very confused. Yeah. Why? And again, back to purity culture, yeah. right? Like, we never encourage girls to actually know. Their bodies. No, their bodies. We don't talk to them about their periods, like you were saying. Your mom was so open talking to you about that. that's beautiful. The yeah. number of clients that I have had that are in their forties that still don't understand what a period actually is, or have had whole ass children and didn't understand what pregnancy actually was, or the body parts that in, that are involved in building a human, is insane. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's in it's insane to me, and I know yeah. we gonna get to and, and the, the number of older women who haven't had orgasms in their relationship is also insurmountable. <laughs> so like, mm, but we gonna get to that. That's on the agenda, you Absolutely. know, eventually. But it's all just it's crazy.
0: I what throws me is that people will be so vocal about you not teaching a child their body parts, but then you're quiet about things like sexual abuse. Yeah. What happens in this house? What happens in in this house? house, What happens in the family? Yeah.
2: crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I wish, you know, people, I just want the the message to get out that sex education starts at home. Right. Right. And as a sex educator who teaches in schools, it is not my job to teach morals and values. Right. It is my job to teach information. Right. Mm -hmm. And to answer questions that most adults are not comfortable answering. Right. and that's fine within reason yeah like trust me i got boundaries (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah. especially with with kids that are under 18 i got boundaries that's why we got consent forms yeah but anytime i'm educating anybody under 18 their parent gets an accompanied packet so you know everything I'm talking to your kid about. Here's a here's an at home activity so y'all can continue this conversation at home. Because I am a firm believer that it's n- I'm not the only person that should be talking to your kid yeah. right? about sex and sexuality in their bodies. Because there's a lot of stuff that's not my that's not my lane. Right. Well,
1: and if it's only you speaking to them, they get that one snippet at school and they're like, okay, next. Yeah. And I remember people coming into my school because when you were talking about your parents, Brandy, I don't remember if my parents ever specifically told me anything other than my mom telling me that she waited, which I don't, I still don't know if that's true or not, but mm-hmm. I remember her telling me she waited and I knew my dad didn't cause he was like almost 40. <laughs> um, and she was younger. They're 16 yeah. years apart. Yeah. But it, I think it was me more so watching people around me and, mm. and hearing other stories that made me go, Oh, I don't want none of that. Yeah. Like I was in a two and a half year end up being three and a half year relationship but two and a half year relationship and i was 19 when i had sex Mm -hmm. and i didn't just i mean my friends around me were yeah but i was just kind of like yeah i don't know about this i don't i don't know anything other than like touching a dick and then touching my vagina yeah i don't know like but I also never had that interest, and I don't know where it came from. but yeah. I think it was simply watching people. same thing I never well, I never got into drugs or alcohol. Yeah, alcohol, I think I was 20, 21 years old. yeah, and it's because I saw literal people falling out at school or something mm-hmm. from having you know, episodes from whatever drug or alcohol they had taken the day before. Yeah. So again, I remember one sex education that got brought to our school, and that was it. You have like the fifth grade talk, okay, but it was in <laughs> high school. When they had a person come talk to us about like sex education and then another girl talk about um, uh, domestic abuse. And that was, yeah. And was it, do
2: you remember if it was like fear based? It was. Yeah. yeah, It was supposed to scare us to never like be in that situation. And Uh we were like, what I remember from sex ed is that I don't even remember which STD is. I'm kind of sure now based on what I know about STDs, I feel like it was gonorrhea. Mm -hmm. But all I remember is that my vagina could look like it had cauliflower. And my vulva could look like it had cauliflower attached to it, like, because they show you the most worst case scenarios of STIs ever. And it's like, I don't think that's what
0: (laughs) an average STI
2: outbreak looks like. Like, even in high school, I was like, that shit don't seem right. I found the CDC website real quick because I didn't trust nothing. Right they came from my from my sex education my track coach gave me sex education yeah so let
1: me tell you like
2: and i basically had to watch a video of his wife giving birth
0: I was about to say, it that's was the super only thing I remember the giving birth video for sexual oh education. God. I don't remember anything. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they didn't teach us about STI. that's what STIs. you remember. The only thing I remember was the giving birth video. Yeah, day. because it's terrifying. And I remember in fifth grade, to some extent, a teacher had told us about pregnancy. And I remember her saying, just imagine um a watermelon coming out of a lemon yeah that's how she explained it i mean and <laughs> and it's not remember, that far off but it's kind of off <laughs> yeah and i remember the the video of the woman giving birth i don't really remember anybody coming mm. to the school or having any classes that were like in depth about sex education and i yeah. remember there was a a lady that was a um she was also somebody who was a, had a teen pregnancy, and she threw her baby away and mm. later got her son back, and she had an organization here local in the city, um, and she was just going around doing the work. Um, that was the extent Yeah, from school. It all came from my mom. Now, my mom didn't get into, like, understanding, like, pleasure and all right, of that, right, right, but right, yeah. I had the basics. Like, I've, I've told this story before. When I was um, going into high school, as my freshman year, she told me she was like well you're going to high school and i know that you're going to be interested in boys mm-hmm. i'm not telling you to have sex i don't necessarily want you to have sex mm-hmm. but i understand i can't really stop you either yeah. so i'm gonna go get you in birth control and yeah you know here's right. the things you need to know and yeah. so we did that and Thankfully I wasn't pressured with my first time. The guy that uh took my virginity, great guy. He was my boyfriend, good to me, really good guy. And right. I don't regret that, but I'm thankful I did have a parent that like gave me yeah, some tools. Yes. Like, Yeah. So
2: what let's so let's break down your phrase, took your virginity. Can we okay. break down this phrase? We can. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Break it down. Okay, number one, again, virginity is a social construct. Yes but I this again, let me be clear. Yes, These are please. my opinions. Please, please,
0: please. These okay. are my
2: opinions slash also uh factual so <laughs> so the, again the concept of virginity was created by like religion mm-hmm. right to make us feel guilty mm-hmm. for having sex and and by us i mean women mm-hmm. right right and then the concept of somebody taking it you just explained that it was a very consensual okay experience I see going. and that you both were At a point where that's what you wanted to do so nobody can take anything from you absolutely and that's how you want it to be right right Mm -hmm. you want it to be consent is an agreement between all parties involved absolutely right it's not a i'm saying you can do this to me because then Mm. i have all the power Mm. and you you're not saying anything right right or it's not a you're saying this is going to happen and i'm just going to be okay with it it and go with the flow Consent is an agreement yeah. right so then I like to say that you had your first sexual experience with your boyfriend of a long time and You know what I'm saying so like you got to think about when you're the talking language. about these things Absolutely. around kids like teenagers Young adults you got to think about the the words that you're using to describe these moments because Absolutely. that's what's that's what they're being inundated with all the time Absolutely. That's what they're hearing on shows That's a, so the first time they hear something that's not that they're gonna say well Why did you say it like that right and then and there goes what we love to call as educators teachable moments mm. where you can explain to them what consent is mm. and how you felt in the moment when you made that decision for yourself, right?
0: Absolutely, with that's the good. partner that you made the decision, right? You good. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? That's yeah. good, and so it's, that's just a like moment said, like I wouldn't have had a second thought until yeah, you said something because mm. that's what we're
2: socialized to use as the phrase, took absolutely. my virginity, but that's not what happened, absolutely, mm. you know. That's good. Yeah. So just think, you know, not to like pick on you no, in the moment, no, no. but you said it and I was like, oh, that's it. In my head, I'm like, teach a moment, Because I from... <laughs> feel like I'm going to take
0: this and I'm going to apply it with yeah, my, t- my t- t- guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just,
2: I mean, and it's even something to talk about amongst your girls. Like yeah. it's not even for just for kids and something yeah. you can talk about with everybody. Right. Because eventually we all got people that are raising some part of a next generation. Yeah. Everybody can benefit from this. Yeah. It's not just like my my focus in this very moment in my career partially because i have two kids under five are toddlers yeah but my work is actually educating their parents i don't actually talk to toddlers yeah that often i talk to my toddlers yeah i talk to my nieces and nephews I talk to my friends' kids. I don't actually educate toddlers. I educate parents. Yeah. Right. And most of my work is helping the parents unlearn all of this stuff that we talk about today. Yeah. Because yeah. in order to be in a space where you feel like you can be an effective educator about these topics to your children, your nieces, your nephews, your godkids, you got to be okay with yourself and yeah. what, what messages you have in your head. Yeah. Right. So it all starts with us. Yeah. Unlearning this shit that we right. were, you know, taught growing up. That's mad unhealthy. Right. Right toxic you know
0: you're absolutely uh, right that was good i appreciate that yeah Yeah.
2: agreements yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's different when you think about it in in terms of an agreement versus because a lot of times uh consent is connected to permission as opposed to an agreement Mm -hmm. permission usually means somebody's giving you permission to do something to them but that's Mm -hmm. still one person having all the power right Right. that's not really what consent is
3: Mm. That so, makes
2: sense. You, does, yeah, okay. That makes yeah. perfect sense. That's good to know that what I say makes sense sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I be in my head going and going and going. It like, sound good, but like, do yeah, y'all get it? Because yeah. after doing it for 17 years, the shit makes yeah. sense to me, however I'm saying it, because yeah. I know what I'm intending what to intending, say. Yeah. But sometimes when you say it out loud, and other people are like, I'm sorry, I missed like 50% of that. And I was like, nope.
3: damn. I
0: Ooh, that I,
1: might, yeah, but That might work be their on choice. that language. Yeah. But that, well, well, none
0: that's very yeah. true. That's very true yeah so i'm going to play i believe this is another instagram video um and this is going to be lies women were told about sex Mm.
2: (laughs) that is endless
0: oh no it's actually just a post okay Mm -hmm. so lies women were told about sex lie number one nobody will marry you if you are not pure already has sex we just talked about that (laughs) lie number two concept of virginity (laughs) it can be measured examined by a doctor and verified Covered that one. Lie number three, you will bleed during first vaginal intercourse. If not, then you are not a virgin. Lie number four, (laughs) girls should not masturbate. (laughs) Lie number five, if you are married, you are required to have sex whenever you are told, whether you want to or not. Mm. The next one, a woman can never have sexual intercourse without developing feelings for the one she is with.
1: My favorite one. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself.
0: Lie number seven. It is all about the man's pleasure. As long as he orgasms, you can stop. Lie number eight. The first time has to always be painful. Lie number nine.
2: I'm I'm slowly dying. (laughs) Every girl
0: has a hymen and it will break during first vaginal intercourse. So, those are the most common lies that women are told about sex. Um, the first one I want to address is lie number four. (laughs) (laughs) Girls should not masturbate. Um, go ahead and break it down. I have, I feel like you got this. Friends who are well into their thirties who have never masturbated. Mm -hmm. I am pro masturbation. (laughs) All day.
2: (laughs) My mother's day gift was the rose. Um, amen. Amen.
0: Because, uh, One, I I think it's common. I think we all know that a lot of women don't have orgasms Mm -hmm. when they have sex. Mm -hmm. So you've never experienced the orgasm. That was my first time experiencing an orgasm was masturbation. Mm -hmm. And I was a teenager, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, Ain't nothing wrong with that. But that was, you know, I think it's a way for you to learn what you like, what you don't like, how you want to be touched. Right. And like you said, as a teenager in high school, sex isn't fun. Like I can remember times and I, I can't show y'all on recording, but like <laughs> <laughs> men you or boys, it. whatever the case, they're just so rough. You know what yeah, I mean? And it's go. just. You,
2: and, and can we, can we talk about why that's the case? Cause they don't know no better. That and they're watching shitty porn. porn.
0: <laughs> that's a whole nother. That's yeah. all.
2: That's a whole other podcast whole episode. Other conversation. That's, like, that's like part two yeah. of this yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, go, I feel like I'm talking a lot, so you go ahead.
1: No, no, you good. Um, I'm going to talk about, I want to talk about line number five and six real quick. Um, oh, wait, hold
2: on. Let me talk about lie four. I thought oh, you were yeah, saying, yeah, I thought you were saying on number four. <laughs> no, hold no, on. no, you talk about four. This, so this is, the only, this, four. this is what I'm going to say. So I like to, I like to say when, when parents or when, when adults are worried about their kids masturbating, first off, we've been masturbating since we were in the womb. Let's be very clear. Mm. The second we have hands and any part of genitals, you're touching. We're tu- we don't have nothing else to do. Mm. We're in, we're literally like in a <laughs> womb for ten months. You won't discover your body. Yeah, wow. but we're embryos. Right. We don't know what the fuck is. Go- and then we come out as children. And you got kids touching themselves and people are freaking out. And it's like, no, they're curious. It's your body. They're yeah. learning their bodies. Yeah. Right. They're learning their body parts. My son has a great relationship with his penis. He always has. I promise you on every sonogram, he was touching his dick. Yeah. Every sonogram, he was touching his penis. <laughs> yep. He's just like, this is just me, me and my penis. We here. We together. Right. We are yeah. unit. Right. right. So I say, Emery, where do you where do you touch your penis? He goes in my room. I said, Why do you do that? Because I'm not supposed to do it when other people like in a shared space when other people are in my room in my space. I said, Exactly. going be here while we watching a movie, touching your penis right, under the you... blanket. Well, <laughs> we sharing the blanket. Right. That's gross. <laughs> Go to your room. It has a door. Right. Like, and then before you come back down, wash your hands hands. and then come down and join the family. I don't care if you want to play with your penis. It's your body. Do what you want. Yeah. Whenever you want to do it, I don't care. Yeah. And so when you think about high school, that's the safest way for them to have sex is to masturbate and to know what feels good at my, you know, I, I know that I'm a progressive parent. I totally get that. I own it. I know my house ain't the average. Right. But like, I want my kids to enjoy sex.
0: Yeah. That's
2: their right. That's their birthright. Pleasure is your birthright. Yeah. It is like literally like a motto for my company. And so how do I not, how do I not start with, Knowing pleasure of your body, yeah. yourself, yeah. right? Just like you said, it's how you learn what you like, what you don't like. It's how you, you know. And so, if at some point when you begin to include other people in your sexual experiences, you will be able to tell them what you like and what you don't like to ensure that all of your encounters are pleasurable. Right. And you're going to understand that it's ple- it's meant to be pleasurable for everybody. Right. Our whole messaging, which is another which is another lie in here too. Our whole messaging as Kids growing up, especially as black women, is that we are here for the for the benefit of other people. Right. We are here to to make other people feel better, to yeah. make sure that men are pleased and not. We, we don't think about us. Yeah. We're never taught to think about us because yeah. we called hoes and sluts and we mm-hmm. too fast. And we doing all this for caring about pleasure for ourselves, which is insane to me. Yeah. Right? Right, like, why is it just the people with penises that get to experience pleasure? What is happening? We're the ones with a clitoris, yeah. Right. Which the only purpose of that organ is pleasure. Right. Yeah, it has no other biological function in our bodies. And by the way, the clitoris is a whole like it's like a whole horse, like a whole um, what do those things? Wishbone. Mm-hmm. It ain't just a little ball that you can see on your vulva all it's the legs is all inside the labia i wish you could see the visual i'm doing over this <laughs> mic right now anyways it, uh, i got a whole i got a whole um vulva puppet her name is vivian, Not
3: vivian. i got some
2: 3d clitorises that my children love to play with <laughs> <clears throat> one is called uh, chocolate mystique the other one is big red that's amazing <clears throat> and then we have a rainbow one that i call juicy <laughs>
1: I love these Those are the names. team
2: members Stop of Happy it. Sex. Like, these are fucking amazing. And it's just like you gotta know what pleasure is, yeah. right? Like yeah. and so the way that I that I explain to my children now what pleasure is is like, do you feel joy when you watching Spider-Man? Yeah. Do you feel joy when you watching Coco Melon? Yeah. You gotta know what joy and pleasure feel like so you can identify those. It's again back to the emotion. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You
2: gotta know what those emotions feel like and you gotta make it tangible for the age that the person is that you're talking to. Yeah. Right. Right. And so it only makes sense for that to start with something that is identifying to them or to their bodies. Yeah. So like just let your babies masturbate. And my, my suggestion is give them some lotion and give them condoms. So they don't know what what ejaculating outside of a condom feels like like that's what i'm doing with my right, son right that's a good because point. i don't that's want that bullshit good. answer about it feels better without it you ain't gonna know what it feels like without it That's very because smart. first off i'm not doing your laundry that's very smart. i'm not washing stiff ass socks i'm not washing stiff ass. i'm not doing none of that here's your condom you're gonna know how to properly tie it off you're gonna know how to throw it away that's good you gonna know how to do all of that and right. i'm gonna give it that's gonna be my my 10 year old birthday gift right it's a big ass bottle of lotion a box of condoms and we're gonna talk about it and people may think 10 is early not today but not today
0: no it's really not because kids are already talking about sex before the age of 10 yeah
2: they surely are and I I may end up moving the timeline up knowing my son (laughs) and the relationship he has with his penis I'm not really sure right now if he's masturbating to completion we don't have that conversation because he's five yeah but right now I know that he likes to play with his penis and so I tell him where to go to do that yeah he knows where the safe space is to do that in our house right that's what matters to me and he knows that it don't happen in public yeah right. he knows where the safe space to do it at nana and papa's house is
1: yeah yeah because all five of my uh little cousins be sitting on the couch when we all walk in a house like this yeah and i'm like and like it's fine i'm like it's five of your boys that are all like two years apart sitting there like that please i'm the cousin not not the mom please make them all bleed
0: thanks but oh. even with even with what you said, just relating it back to how girls are shamed for yeah. things like when you know teenage boys are in their room masturbating, it's like almost like a rite of passage. Yeah, just like, leave right. them alone. They if the ready shut, now. But let us get caught, and we
2: in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Why
0: would, you wanna, why would
2: you want to? Why would you want to do that? I'm sorry. No. Oh, why okay. wouldn't you? Jake
1: across the Do you do you, do you not do this?
2: I'm confused. right <laughs> Like, you know, I think it's, you gotta, you know, yeah, I did talk, I was very penis heavy on that conversation, thank you, but it it's, that's the conversation can go for anybody, for anybody yeah. part. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right, yeah. you gotta
2: have those conversations, the only difference is that you don't necessarily need a condom with a vulva, right? Yeah. So like, but it's the same concept, put a yeah. towel down. Right. So in case you... In case your juices come out i ain't gotta wash your sheets
1: <laughs> oh my god like,
2: yeah i mean it's just you know I, it, it's really just I, you know you gotta normalize this conversation because the shit will scare a child that's kind yeah. of how i feel like i know Emery hasn't done it to completion because he ain't come to me scared of shit it, yeah, about right. what's, what's happening. happening right yeah you know what i mean like so that's why I, he'll let me know when that conversation needs to happen i don't need to bring it up to him yeah but like we start doing this in the womb, right. So everybody just needs to calm down, right? Really, that's a really is the moral point. of the. It, I didn't mean to, moral
1: of the story. Yeah, that <laughs> was. Relax.
2: I got on a little bit of a soapbox there, no, You you, you all will realize that this is my <laughs> this is my mo. I yeah. soapbox all the time,
1: <laughs> so just, just just
2: cut me off. When you need we me we here to get educated.
1: <laughs> we here
2: to listen. You said you want to talk about which ones? Five so, and six.
1: Well, now I'm in like seven, and then I want y'all's opinion on them. I'ma make mine relatively okay. fast, but. The number five, which is if you are married, you're required to have sex whenever you are told whether you want to or not. Fun fact, I actually learned this a few years ago, and I don't remember why, but uh, people are not aware that you can be raped in marriage. Oh, absolutely. You can 100% be raped in marriage because like she just talked about, consent yeah. It's not fucking permission. Yeah. It's, it's agreement. An, it's an agreement. Yeah. Lie number six, a woman can never have a sexual encounter without developing fear, feelings for the one she's with. Listen. This is bullshit and men say it to me to this day.
0: Oh, absolutely. Women are,
1: women are so emotional that like <laughs> they lay down with people and like they just can't fucking help it. It's oh a chemical my, imbalance. Oh my. No, it's not, I'm bitch. So sick of the no, it's not. Argument. no, it's not. No, it's not. And last one and, yeah. before you
0: move to that like she said that's it we don't even need to talk about bullshit. i call bullshit you yeah. see men acting crazy nowadays oh yeah, yeah. well Pulling before a woman people. is like man sorry like, we went on man, two days
1: do you know how many men have tried to claim me as their girlfriend bro i just gave because you a I handy. sat down with someone i
2: gave you a handy after a milkshake yeah. why are you at my house right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Also, I'm, I'm talking shit like i ain't been married for right. fucking after, ever after, but like uh, these are stories a <laughs> like, we went and got milkshakes bro you took me to swenson's no, like I, calm yeah. down
1: i used to make it very clear that like i was not these people's girlfriends yeah. whether there was touching involved or not and they're like no like you're mine
2: what uh, yeah the whole claiming of people can we just stop doing that right. i think I'm history has poverty. shown us that like the concept of someone as your property is fucked up. I'm not we, trying to be funny. Why are we still talking in these ter- in this terminology? No. And you yeah, you can funny. address this yeah. being
1: married. I don't think it's appropriate for people to claim their like their hell uh, no spouses. Let That's my husband mine. let
2: my husband try to claim me. and That's vice mine. Martha. That'd be a whole argument.
1: So you can tell me when when to do and what to do. Shouldn't you just trust the fact that I would never disrespect you? Man, listen. Okay, and then number seven. Then we can talk about all these. <laughs> um it's all about the man's pleasure as long as he's as he orgasms you can stop do you know how many times like you were kind of saying earlier a lot of women have never experienced an orgasm Mm -hmm. how many times um and dion and i had talked about this a lot like how many times that women especially in this hookup culture the hookup culture is for a man to get pleasure yeah for a man to just nut and then they pass her to the side Mm -hmm. and then they go with someone else someone else someone else someone else and i'm realizing because i used to think That's basically what friends with benefits was. And that's what hookup Mm. culture was. But this happens in relationships. Oh, yeah. And I didn't realize until I was with Dion, because I know I tell Dario and Brandy all the time how educated he is. Mm -hmm. And he's shown me so many different things in a healthy way. Yeah. There were so many times throughout even relationships where I was like, oh, the man nutted. That's all that mattered. I'm okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But that but that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like the messaging that we get growing up is all about we are here for somebody else's pleasure. Yes. It's never talked about that we deserve the same thing. Yeah. That it's our birthright, that this is something that we are like allowed to have. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we are not praised for having those experiences. No. Nope. Which I think is very funny because the man is really somebody with a penis and sperm is really the only one who would get multiple people pregnant in one day. Right. Right. And, like, but yet we're the hoes.
1: And that's what blows my mind. I'm like, do you even understand like the terminology, that we are the reason you know? population continues? Yeah, you mean, guys can like, spread your dicks out of everywhere and not get anybody pregnant and everybody would fucking die if we chose to stop having children.
3: No. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: The
1: world would fucking die, but we're hoes and pieces of shit. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it.
2: But, you know, this is it's all based in patriarchy. It's all based in this concept of, like, for the same reason that there are levels to – women are treated some certain way but then black women are treated mm. even worse right? right so it's like there's the feminist movement that didn't really include black women and so then we had to make a black feminist movement right. because y'all don't actually fucking understand our struggles right like <laughs> get the fuck out of here with your pussy pink cats <laughs> let me be very clear <laughs> like you know what i'm saying it's just the shit is just infuriating still to this day right and it's like when people were pissed about abortion rights here in the state of ohio it was like y'all are pissed about the wrong fucking things. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's just the concept is, it's there's so many levels to this. And my point of saying, oh, I may have forget, about what well, my point is, my point I'm saying that is the point now. I forget, may have forgotten the original <laughs> point, but the point I've gotten to at this at this stage of the conversation is that there's no way to like the the lev- the level of patriarchy is just so intense. Yeah. That like it's really fucking hard as a sex educator. Every day you feel like you're making a difference to at least one person. Yeah. Which in a job like this is what you have to be thankful for. Yeah. Because for me to assume that the work that me and my and my colleagues are doing is going to change a whole fucking world's perspective about something is just ludicrous. Yeah. I probably won't see the fruits of this labor in my lifetime. Right. but what I can do is make sure that my children are decent humans mm. and help my friends make sure their kids are decent humans and educate as many people as I can on a daily basis Absolutely. and just be happy with the work that I can do right. yeah. because this shit runs so deep. Like how do you tell a whole culture of people that like you shouldn't be telling people this? Right. There's all, even if, I, even if I was on an
0: international platform, I still couldn't right. do that right. work. Really? Yeah. It literally gets exhausting. Like you it's see exhausting. the back and forth on social media and it's just like, yeah and then social
2: media (laughs) is out here blocking is blocking black uh female and femme sex educators heavy Mm. like we have to re spell the word sex we're spelling it with like the letter three instead of an x Mm. or we're spelling it or a letter three instead of the letter e uh number three jesus and then we're spelling it with like two g's instead of a like Mm. you know so that we can pass the algorithms but then it's only so so long (coughs) until they get Use of that. So it's like all this education that we're trying to do to change these messages, the reason that they're all being stopped is because of patriarchy. And it's so mm. crazy how invested they're so invested. People are in and this is and it's patriarchy. just a matter of making because they knew that if we understood the power that we hold Absolutely. as women we would fucking run this country yeah. we would run the world and we would do it well right yeah. and they don't want us to know that right and so the origination of all of these messages of like we're not shit we hoes we doing this we're worth selling on the black market we're worth you know human trafficking all of these things it's all based in patriarchy being someone's property being claimed by somebody right the concept of marriage is like why can't somebody just pick me why the fuck can't somebody pick you right if we ta- if we're going to use the terminology of picking, let's at least make it reciprocal. Right. Yeah. I think the terminology of picking is toxic as fuck, but what I can't break is that what I can do is start to get us to understand that we worth we're, we're worth picking for ourselves, yeah. right. Why is it all about somebody picking us? I need to pick y'all.
0: Shit. Right. Yeah. right y'all need to be good enough to be with me why does it have to be the other way around all the time i literally seen a video and they were basically saying that like women get so caught up in making trying to ensure that a man likes them that they never even take the time to think about that's how we end up with all all these no good ass people
1: (laughs) you know but that's that's what it's really what you just said brandy because it's honestly like the woman is constantly trying to feel worthy and validated like, yeah. Oh, well he wants to be with me. He wants to marry me. He wants to this. He wants to. Yeah. That. Why is that? So, cause I've been guilty of it. Why is that? Yeah. So like, yeah. And it's all that's about what our, we our need prize. to do to keep him to stay. Yeah.
2: This is also a very heteronormative conversation, but y'all it's, yeah. it's relative to any, to any relationship. Yeah. Right? There's always somebody that's got more power than the other one. Right. Yeah. And anytime that hierarchy exists in any relationship, friendship, A parent-child relationship when you grown-ass adults and there ain't supposed to be power anymore you ain't raising me anymore we're adults we can be yeah you're still my mom and there's a level of respect there's still my dad there's a level of respect of course i'm not going to disrespect you but like we're adults now right right we uh, we can be (laughs) you know it's i'm not 10 anymore Absolutely, you know so like the level the level of power changes a bit and that relationship as you get older or you know any relationship where a where a power like hierarchy exists is not a healthy one right and 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 unfortunately that you know hierarchy exists so much in um in sexual and romantic relationships yeah to the point where now it's like oh well as long as he nuts then i'm good we down to this it's all it's all a part of the same big messaging which is crazy
0: that's crazy i know
2: i know levels levels i'm here to blow minds
0: today apparently it's funny when you (laughs) mention the hookup (laughs) culture because y'all know i've worked in i work in a in a club So I've had guys like approach me about like, oh, so like, when are you going to, or what? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, so what does that look like? Yeah. Do you give head?
2: Break it down for me. (laughs) Break it down for me. Explain to me what's going to happen beyond this point.
0: Do you like to kiss? I like to, like, so what does this look like? Like yeah what's in it for me yeah <laughs> and real then they question. get quiet yeah like, oh, i don't oh. need to do all of that yes you do it's actually a requirement you don't need to do yeah. all of that it's a requirement so move along brother <laughs> yeah my yeah. god and then another thing i noticed is like you know how again in the club environment men get real touchy feeling, yeah right yeah and as soon as i get i give that same energy back mm-hmm. i start grabbing on them yeah stop t- they get real uncomfortable yeah stop touching me right yeah, stop touching me. yeah.
2: Right. And this is why I'm this is why I'm talking about you start these conversations about consent and boundaries so early so then by the time we get to a club setting people know that you don't just yeah, touch, you, like, somebody. You don't touch me. it's the same concept as catcalling when we walking down the street feeling like you can yell at me because I'm walking and you can say something to me right. crazy the fact that you even think that you have the right to speak to me right is bold as fuck <laughs> but that's the culture that we yeah. raise men in And then we raise women in a culture of feeling guilty for not responding. Women are literally getting murdered walking to their car they because they didn't say something to yeah. the person who cat called them on the street. It's
1: like that girl in Florida. That was like a There's that been college, girls everywhere. Yeah, that college girl in Florida. Her story went out, which was shocking because it was a black girl. Yeah. It was um, a black girl in Philly too. And, um, she didn't respond to her maintenance. Man. Oh, the maintenance yeah.
2: guy. Yeah. Oh and yeah. And killed her. There was a girl who works at a club. I believe if she worked at a club. I don't remember what state this was. So don't, you know, don't hold me to it. But, she she worked at a club and she said no to a man that was randomly in the parking lot. He literally followed her to her car and killed her. That's fucking. She was insane. on her way home to the babysitter to get to relieve her babysitter to get to her kid. Cool, so crazy. Cool. Like just she was like thirty five, just living her
1: life, doing her thing, getting off yeah. work. That's like my favorite thing when you say no. Well, you're a bitch anyway. You're yeah, ugly. Like, you're like what? Got it. That's Got the, it. Cool. cool. So now you are proving that you so, wanted to use exactly. me, exactly. Yeah, here we're to be just here. objects. Yeah. Go fuck that, yourself. You
2: know, I mean, and it's all just like I said. It's all rooted in the same, the same like web of patriarchy that right. just is never ending.
0: It's really crazy to think that as a woman, you have to really consider like, do I say something or do I not yeah. say something because it can mean my it, life. It can like, literally like, mean, like, mean my life. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, and, and nobody's really. You know what I mean. Outside of those who are, nobody's having the conversation. Mm-hmm. Nobody is telling men like that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, th- you're so insecure thing. In who you are yeah. that you have to resort to violence. Yeah, because I, I said respectfully no. rejected you, not mm-hmm. even disrespectfully. Right. Crazy. Yeah, that's the other thing
2: about sex ed, right? Is a lot of times they separate girls and boys. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like when we having these topics about consent and about boundaries and about respecting other people's bodies. We need to be in the room together. Right. When we talking about sexual assault, we need to be in the room together because everybody needs to hear these messages. Right. And what they're doing is they're telling girls don't dress this way. That is crazy. Don't bring crazy. attention to yourself. Don't make it look like you want to have sex god forbid outside of me the saying the i want to have sex outside of me tell <laughs> exactly outside of How me literally I? saying the words yes i want to have sex there is nothing about me that can tell you i want right. to have sex was it my shoulder cap was, it, fuck my, yourself. was it my kneecap <sighs> being invisible? Oh, wow. oh my god is it the
1: prettiest one you've ever or seen or the whole
2: concept of like sending girls home because their skirts or their shorts yeah. are too short because it's distracting because to the boys man can't in school. control his self it's like no or you could just teach men not to be fucking yeah. pigs control yourself bitch it's really that simple <laughs> like on, i mean kill. it's it. pisses me off it's and, so yes. infuriating
1: it's my fault that a man yeah. can't fucking control, control himself, himself. The, yeah. The, Go the, the, like
2: yeah the the you know most of the you know sort of like whatever regulations policies whatever around clothing in schools are policing women yeah they're not policing men yeah and, uh, and i sh- girls and boys i should be we we adultified children especially black children way way too too early they are girls and boys in those in those uh situations high school middle school elementary school they all girls and boys in my mind yeah I didn't know shit at 18. Let me be very clear. Mm. Man. I like really, when I think back on it, I didn't know shit. I'm out here like, oh, I'm a whole ass adult. Girl, no. sit down. I, I tell my life, sister. There are oh, so many things about life that you do not understand. I, tell my sister I am a whole thirty six and I still don't time. know a lot about life.
0: All the time. I'm yeah. like, girl, I'm telling you this stuff because I went through it. Yeah. And I didn't know shit. And I didn't, and I didn't know have nobody any, telling yeah. me the things that I'm telling you now. Absolutely. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Okay, yeah. so Switching gears a little bit. Uh, well, yeah, I'm gonna skip that because I feel like we kind of already went over it. But just to give the audience an understanding, it says why men, why are men selfish mm. in the bedroom? Mm-hmm. Um, short and simple for me, I would attribute it to porn. Um, yeah, porn is for male pleasure, not female pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody really ever having the conversation with them about female pleasure, and that's where I stand on that. Mm-hmm. Anything to add? No.
2: Okay. Porn is for everybody's pleasure. We're not we're not we're not socialized for porn to be for everybody's pleasure. Mm. Because women can get just as much out of the porn that exists right now as men. True. They right. can. Right. It's not the greatest. It's not the healthiest. Right. Because it's all a submissive, right. you know, kind of like patriarchal again sort of storyline right. it's like oh i'm a lonely teacher in a classroom god, yeah. and then the maintenance, man comes in and the does what he does and there's usually an onlooker of outside course of a I'm window say yes. oh my god you know <laughs> and then we squirt across the room wow. and then you know like what the fuck
3: I cannot. but
2: there that there's i know yuck nobody's yum so it's, like there it, are plenty of women yeah. who love porn at yeah. the quality that it
3: is yeah the so issue gorgeous. is that we're
2: not socialized to enjoy it yeah so then we don't explore because there is feminist porn out there that is great and healthy and lovely and all of the things there there are there's porn for the big people there's porn for the little people there's porn for the people that got fetishes to no end yeah it's here for everybody the problem is that we're not all socialized to like porn porn. Mm -hmm. and then there are you know then there's the the token like conversation about is porn cheating in a relationship which i think is total bullshit (laughs) And if it's not impacting their ability to function in life and to actually like if they are trying to get you to to replicate everything that's happening in porn, then yes, it's then it's, it's a problem. A problem. Right. That's too much. It's yeah. a problem. I still don't necessarily want to say it's cheating, but it's a fucking problem. Yeah. Right. There's an imbalance there. Right. Yeah. right. There are points when porn can be toxic for sure. Yeah. Sex addiction is an actual thing for yeah. people. Right. Um, and and, you know, wanting real life scenarios to happen as they do in the pornos the is porno not so proper, you know that aren't real. yeah right you know it's just as toxic as any other media influence right yeah. but um it can it can and is for everybody we just have to understand, understand that it's that, that. way yeah. yeah that makes
0: sense and
2: stop judging people for liking it because we've all seen porn. it yeah i don't
0: have a problem with porn yeah <laughs> ain't nothing
2: wrong with porn
1: I just, so, like, never really watched it. I just can't get into it. Yeah, I mean, it's not
2: for everybody. It's not. That's what I'm saying, you know, but there are people that it is for, and, and, and it doesn't matter your genitalia.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's just socialized that way. So, ladies, does foreplay matter?
1: <laughs> fuck yes. <laughs> the fuck? I feel like you
0: should start this conversation Yeah, off. fuck
1: yeah. <laughs> like I said, like, Dion taught me a lot, but I had always known that I was the woman that had always appreciated it but I didn't have someone that appreciated it like I did. Mm. Like it was more so gotcha. again, like, Oh, you like foreplay? All right, I'll touch your vagina a little bit, then boom. And it's like, mm-hmm. that was your foreplay? That's the God. version. That's yeah, the version it's just you know. like when, I think when men hear foreplay, they think that means like head or like touching your vagina. And I'm like, okay. And like I said, this is relationships and everything. Um, and to me now, like I understand At least with the experience I had, I understand that like sex and foreplay is beyond right about right when you're about to have sex. Like that stuff can happen all day, including in the bed. And then, boom, you have sex. Um, So for me, yes, it's very fucking important. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be laid down anymore unless we really do have to have a quickie because we have somewhere to be. I don't want to be laid down anymore and thankfully in the last year I haven't been. I've had someone that took their time Yeah, and gave a fuck. Yeah. I don't want to be laid down anymore and it's just like Okay, I kissed you a couple times, let's go. Because then I just do, boyfriend or not, I feel like ass, I feel like pleasure for you, Mm -hmm. and I feel like this is it. Not somebody that takes their time from the moment they wake up, they make you breakfast. Yeah. Then they want to do your favorite thing throughout the day. Then you come home and you guys make lunch. Then you do this, then you do that, and then you have wine and romance before you even make it upstairs. Mm -hmm. So fuck yeah. For me, personally, yes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you said it too, it's a requirement.
0: My thing is... But <clears throat> I don't understand, as a woman, when I engage in foreplay with my man, I can see that it enhances the actual sex, the actual yeah, penetration right. of it all. Yeah. So, from a man's point of view, I don't understand why they're so against kissing or oral or mm-hmm. whatever or just intimacy in general because... The better that is, the wetter I'm gonna be, which makes it better for you. Yeah. Right. Just common sense in my mind. Right. But I don't know. Yes, it is a requirement for me. Um Yeah. That's just Yeah,
2: yeah I mean I that think it's bad. also important, you know, to say that sometimes foreplay is enough. Yeah absolutely it doesn't yeah. even have to lead to anything else yeah. absolutely sometimes it's just yeah. the day the, experience the, yeah. like you were talking about and it ends with wine and then y'all are fucking tired and you go and to you bed <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like or you cuddle up and you netflix and don't chill yeah <laughs> or like you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah it don't even have to lead to sex and i think i think that that's kind of where you know i mean once you get into a relationship you have a pattern yeah and you know that usually when one thing happens it leads to this which leads to this which leads to this because y'all know each other well mm-hmm. enough yeah but like if you want something different then just say it right right, right. if you want to still do one two and three but don't want to do four then say that yeah hmm don't let it be this Assume this is where the in relationships, assuming that things have to be a certain way, right. because they always have been. I've been with the same dude for 15 years. Mm-hmm. We've been married for, uh, what is it? I don't know, we're on 12 this year. I've been with him for almost almost 16. It's like, if we didn't have those ongoing conversations, what I liked 16 years ago is for fucking sure what I don't like now. Right. Mm-hmm. And if we would have never communicated during that time frame, my God.
1: Well, that's also why people fall out of the sex. Party. Yeah, like, we haven't touched yeah. each other in years. What? Yeah, because the conversations aren't there. Yeah. yeah, you
2: know. So it's like, and then even on one night stands, you can say those things. And yeah, one night stands. I kind of hate using that phrase, but even in you know spontaneous encounters. That's what I'm gonna call them. <laughs> spontaneous sex capades because those are lovely, right? Even those, speak up, right. say yeah. what you want to have happen. Explain to them what you need because it's all valid. Yeah. Whatever it is. And if you're too nervous to say it to the person, then you probably shouldn't be trying to do it with them anyway. Right. If you don't feel safe to tell them what you need in order to enjoy the experience you're about to have, then maybe rethink whether or not you want to be in this situation. Right. At Absolutely. that time frame. Because even after you have said yes, you can still say no. Yeah. Right? Your mind can change in the moment. And guess yeah. what? They have to stop.
1: Right and if they
2: don't and if know what they don't mean. then it's a fucking problem yeah yeah we know what you know what mean. i mean so it's like and and again just like i said that can happen for uh for a casual encounter that's the same thing in a relationship yeah doesn't matter if you've been married for 40 years if you change your mind and you say you know what i'm not really in the mood tonight it needs to stop yeah right. if it goes on that's sexual assault right? yeah Yep. And in some cases, sexual abuse. Yeah. Right? Depending on how far it goes. Right. Right. And so the conversation works in either scenario. Yeah. Whether it's a long-term relationship, somebody you just started dating for a few months, or somebody you met that night. Right. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. What what is important to you is important. Right. And you gotta voice it. So if foreplay is something that you need to enjoy the experience, then you then you tell them that. Yeah. Right? You know, because it's your right yeah. to have that experience every time that you Every time that you involve your body in an experience with another person, you should be able to feel honest.
0: I really appreciate how you're simplifying this for people, mm-hmm. because if, some of the things that you're saying, I'm listening. I'm like, I never even looked at it like that, mm-hmm. especially when I was younger. Yeah, of course. Thankfully, now I'm older and I will voice what I like. and yeah. what I don't like. Yeah. Even in the middle. I don't like that. Yeah. Stop. You yeah. Know what I mean it's just it's, it's and this good. is why they say that sex is the
2: best in your 30s and 40s yeah mm-hmm. because that, i mean i'm kind of assuming your ages at this point i probably shouldn't yeah. be doing that but when you get to your 30s and 40s you at a point where you're just like fuck it i'm gonna tell you yeah. what i want because i spent the last 20 years not, not saying, saying what i'm yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and now i'm confident enough in my body and i know myself well enough and i'm tired of these Wack ass sexual experiences i'm gonna tell y'all motherfuckers what i want yeah like that's why people are like oh my god this sexual awakening in their 30s and 40s and 50s it's all because we get to a point of actually being comfortable voicing those things so imagine if our entire sexual experience our entire sexual lifetime we've been doing that yeah. then you would never have subpar you know sex right right because you would always be making sure that what you needed to have happen, happened. happened. Right. right. You Absolutely. know, so, so speak up sooner rather than later.
0: Yep. I hope y'all taking notes. <laughs> like, Cause this is good. Write it down. Run it back. <laughs> Listen to it as many times okay. as you need to. Cause you can. <laughs> Amen podcast. <laughs> so next on the list is having your first orgasm and how do you know it's an orgasm? I'm not sure if this is a video. Okay. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I never know what I'm going to get. Okay. So this is from B Simone. Oh, I remember this. Okay. So a few weeks, she tweeted a few weeks back. She tweeted fun fact. I had my first orgasm ever in life last month. I've been celibate for 10 months. What does that tell you? Hmm so if you listen to her podcast she was explaining how she's you know she enjoys sex and she's came close mm-hmm. but she's never had an orgasm mm-hmm. and so she's been working with a sex educator who mm-hmm. she brought on her show mm-hmm. and she finally had an orgasm after all these years of sex Woo-hoo! <laughs> yeah and she never had an orgasm what was interesting when i listened to the episode is that the sex educator i do not remember her name but she was explaining how you need to take time with your body. Like mm-hmm. most people can masturbate and have an orgasm within like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you need to like challenge yourself to like, ex-. she was saying there's a difference between, I think it was pleasure and actual orgasm mm-hmm. or something. It, I mean, that makes sense. There, something there, yeah, she mm-hmm. was saying, whereas a difference between the two. And mm-hmm. it was basically like just taking time with your body arousal, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, arousal and orgasm are different. I think maybe that's what it was. Yeah, but she was saying like, test yourself, like, arouse yourself for Mm -hmm. let's try for eighteen minutes. Yeah, and then let's see what happens in forty minutes. Like Mm -hmm. to really like identify with your body Mm -hmm. and your feelings and how good it feels, or again the whole what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, absolutely. But it's crazy to me that so many women have never had an orgasm. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: like, and I mean, I think, I think
2: too. You know, I don't know about y'all, but orgasms with myself versus orgasms with my partner are totally totally different. different. Right? And and truth be told, I love a good orgasm with myself because yeah. I know exactly what to do, right. how to do it, when to do it. Yes. And and I and I will say, even though I've been with my partner for so long, I'm more adventurous with myself. Right. Yeah. Because I'm trying to figure out what what I like so that I can communicate that to yeah. my partner. Yeah right and it's not because and then sometimes i just want to be adventurous with myself like yeah so I'm, I mean, curiosity doesn't have to stop because i'm 36 right like, like curiosity goes until or because you're married or because i'm married or whatever it, it's it goes until you ain't got no more life and then probably in the afterlife we out here fondling ourselves too <laughs> who knows i'm not here to talk about it i'm not i don't know but that's not my lane <laughs> but what i'm saying is like it doesn't stop yeah right? you know and so i think that we have to kind of see those moments as an opportunity to learn more about ourselves yeah and and two you know usually women are more than likely having clitoral orgasms versus vaginal orgasms so vaginal orgasms are harder to have for most women um, especially during sexual intercourse so when you are masturbating and you're inserting and it's and there's no clitoral stimulation that usually gives you a longer time to explore yourself because we're less likely to have an orgasm sooner or getting it's kind of like you know how they always talk about getting the first nut out of the way and then you've got some you've got some length to try to get to your second one um it's because there's usually some sort of what we call a refractory period for bodies that exist for men it's a period of whether or not they're able to get um an erection again and it changes for everyone's different for everyone's body for women it's you know being able to experience the sensation of an orgasm again um and so and our parts getting gorged too they just don't they just don't become erect she like was a penis talking about that too, so Michelle. you know it's the the vagina expands something like 200 to 300% when you're having an orgasm or something like yeah. outside like Feels crazy like, like that yeah. you know and it's a muscle so right. it just retracts back to its normal yeah. position just like it does after you your, give birth baby, right? yeah. you know and so it's just something to you know kind of explore with yourself and and also masturbation doesn't only have to include your genitals. Masturbation can be you rubbing on yourself or doing some nipple play or like figuring out what parts of your body you actually want touched. Yeah. What pressure level do you like? What do you like rubbing or do you like you know does it bother you when somebody touches your left elbow then make sure your (laughs) partner don't touch your left elbow. Does that shit piss you off? (laughs) Then make sure you know that. These are things you have to know. You're right. Because (laughs) some people be touching your body you're like god damn it why did you have to touch my right knee i just can't now i'm out of it now i'm not in it with you you pissed me off because you know you
1: just never know you don't know
2: and you have to explore yourself to know those things right and so the only way you can have that conversation is if you take the time right so good for her for having her first orgasm and was it by herself Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. i like that i like Mm -hmm. that yep Cause it's totally different, you know. Sometimes you gotta think about when you're doing different positions with yourself, and you know, and you're masturbating. You gotta you gotta think about the angle that another body would need to be to access mm-hmm. whatever body part at that time. You know, sometimes you gotta do some math. While and sometimes <laughs> I'm not really in the mood to 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 remember <laughs> what position he would need to be in to access yeah so yeah. <laughs> sometimes i'm in that space other times i'm not sometimes i don't remember and i'm like god damn it and then i'll try to find it again later you know yeah. like just sometimes you just need to be in the moment and then other times you're doing it to learn something about yourself you don't yeah. have to make every experience a learning experience for yeah. yourself right i want to make sure that people just enjoy, enjoy it enjoy it yeah so like don't you know don't try to do the math every time you masturbate and enjoy yourself sometimes too <laughs> But it's, but it's a good way to, you know, to learn your body.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know if this is a video or not. Okay. No, this is an yeah, article. Both Kim, of them, you want Both of this? them are articles. Yeah.
1: So, okay. um, the first one says, um, how to handle intimacy, intimacy issues with your partner and how mm-hmm. to have conversations about sex. So the first, um, article is actually titled how to talk about intimacy issues with your partner.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, let's see says, spoiler alert, do not talk about it during sex. <laughs> is yeah, I mean, depending um, on what you're talking about. Yeah, because yeah. I was I was even going to say there's a fine line, like even with you speaking to me, and like, you're literally allowed to say it, like switch this up. Mm-hmm. I think there's a fine line where if you're like, I don't like that and somebody might get offended, but yeah. then it's also like it's about your tone, what you're saying, and yeah. it's also about making sure that person doesn't feel offended. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. I'm trying to see how much I want to read of this, so let's see oh i gotta read this part it's the first thing i saw <laughs> my self-esteem took a hard hit when my ex-partner expressed to me in mid-argument that he didn't have sex with me often because there was a smell um says that was one of the lowest thoughts or lowest moments in their relationship um the thing that made them feel worse is that he was expressing it again through midway through sex um so yeah there's that um what i came to realize is that there's so many people so many people are unaware of how to communicate in regards to sex especially when it's an uncomfortable truth let's see
2: well let's talk about the smell thing for a moment right um because first off it's a vagina ain't going to smell like roses right all day long so some of it is <clears throat> also uh please don't wash your vagina don't insert anything don't insert a washcloth don't insert soap into your actual vagina the only part of your genitals that you should be washing is your vulva your vagina is a self-cleansing organism like your eye like your nose like your mouth whatever Mm -hmm. right and so well not your i mean you gotta brush your teeth but you know what i'm saying (laughs) it it does its job by itself and when you introduce other things it throws off your ph and leads to additional yeast development it can make you know your your ejaculate like more chalky versus liquidy it can make it a different color it can make it a different smell than usual all of those things are possible anytime your ph is taken off of its normal level Mm -hmm. there is some acidity to all vaginal secretions so if your underwear are being you know, a different tone, that's expected. Mm-hmm. Your underwear should be a different tone. Your vagina has acidity to it. It's just part of nature, right? And there's not shit we can do about it. So please don't feel like something is wrong with you if you are seeing bleach spots on your underwear. That is expected. What you should be watching is your washing is your vulva. So what I mean by that is what you can see of, of your genitals when you're looking directly at it. I mean, don't like you know, just wash your wash your labia, right? Wash your pubic area, do all of that, but don't do anything internally. Inside, yeah. So like the douching and the yanni steaming and the whatever is fucking everybody up because. Nobody should be touching or inserting anything. I shouldn't say the Yanni steaming. That's fine. I don't care about you steaming your vagina. Do whatever makes you feel good. But don't be surprised if the shit don't smell like juices and berries. It's a vagina. Mm. It's not supposed to smell like that. <laughs> Every vagina has its own natural smell to it. Right. And you know when that smell isn't normal. Right. As a woman who has a body part, right. you know when something ain't right and that's when you talk to your doctor. There's a million things that could cause that. Right. Mm-hmm. And and if, you know, and if it's something that your partner notices before you, be thankful you got a partner that loves you enough to talk about it. It's right. a matter of how they present it. And in the middle of sex is not the way to do it. Right, right. That's not that's not a conversation you have in sex.
1: So it kind of talked about a little bit of um it's like when to talk about sex and intimacy problems. And then the other one says how to communicate your sexual needs during sex. Mm -hmm. So the first one gives a little bit of bullets that say like having a safe word or phrase that effectively Mm -hmm. communicates to your partner that a sexual boundary has been crossed. It could Mm -hmm. be as simple as stop or let's take a break. Um, Getting tested um, before and after introducing a new sexual partner, deciding when or how you'd feel or sorry, how you'd prefer to send nudes if you want to send them at all. Um, yeah that's
2: a great one yeah choosing when so.
1: and how you'd like to partake in oral sex um being specific about the types of sex you want communicating positions you want um like mm-hmm. having limits around how many fingers you want mm-hmm. um i know this sounds like women but this is men too obviously um expressing enthusiastic interest in some types of stimulation versus others mm-hmm. um decline declining to engage in acts that feel demeaning or that could break Bring back trauma for you.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, how to communicate your sex? How to communicate your sexual needs during sex? Um,
0: Who wrote this article? They, it I says, know one was EXO on Nicole. Mm-hmm. You said what? One was
1: EXO oh. ex on Nicole. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, that makes sense. I like her. This is tricky since the line is so thin between uncomfortable topics, like your body odor and uncomfortable topics, like your partner licking the wrong spot or needing Mm -hmm. to adjust in order to feel more pleasure. Mm -hmm. Um, in this, in this case, discernment is key. Tone is also a key. It's kind of what I said. Like, don't make your person feel like shit. Yeah. Um, it's more more than okay to direct your partner in regards to your pleasure via touch or verbal cues um well and the other thing too the other thing too
2: is that these conversations are much easier to have when they're already staples right Mm -hmm. in your in your relationship when you already establishing that it's important to do check-ins about sex stuff it makes it much easier to talk about these things because your partner is not blindsided by a conversation about what you do and don't like during sex so the more common or the more like often that you can have these conversations or even just expressing when y'all are first dating before you even start having sex together that that's a that that's an expectation that's
0: what I was of a say. relationship
2: it's is that you have check-ins about things establishing then, that early on then they're not surprised yeah
0: and then it's and
2: then it is also yes of course about your tone but then the timing doesn't the timing doesn't really matter if you're doing Regular check ins. I still say try not to have the deep conversations in the middle of things. Right. If you're doing quick, like, no, 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 go to the left, do this, turn me this way, let me change my body this way, that's fine to do in the middle. But if you're talking about like body odors or like things that you want to try, or you can say, you know, I don't, because sometimes you don't actually know how many fingers are being inserted in you until it's happening. And then you don't know that that, that additional pressure is too much for you. Yeah. So then in the moment, you could say, oh, that's one too many fingers fingers and you can and then they can take the other finger out go back to the number of fingers that feels good they don't have to be a whole diatribe of a conversation in the moment you could just let them know that that's too much pressure or it's stretching you too much or it doesn't feel as good yeah you know but to some people that's what they want to feel so like they your partner doesn't know you gotta let you gotta let them know and to and to the the conversation um you know that me and and my um my sister always have lex uh she's also a sex educator is like it's not your your partner's responsibility to get you to have an orgasm. You got to know what what works for you and you got to be able to effectively communicate that. Mm. Whether that's done in the moment, beforehand, afterwards, while y'all eating dinner, cooking dinner together, chilling, watching TV, whatever. Just make sure that they know, yeah. right? Cuz it's not and just like it's not your responsibility to give them an orgasm. It's, it works both ways. Absolutely. You know,
0: this is good because it's making me consider like I wonder how much men don't communicate what they like. Yeah. Oh, they're just as quiet about it as we are. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: You know, and so sometimes it takes us bringing it up to make them feel like they in a space where they can feel safe to talk about it. Or they may have never even thought about exploring their own bodies to find out what feels good. Yeah. And so you opening this door to this conversation is in a way giving, like kind of planting the seed for them. Yeah. Like I talked to my husband about what happens in my own self exploratory moments because I'm hoping that it's giving him ideas about how to do it for himself. Yeah, you know? Um, And so I think that the more open you can be in those conversations and in that communication, the healthier your relationship is going to be in general because if you can talk about the hard shit, then you know the awkward shit more so than the hard shit i guess yeah
3: um
2: you know it's and and be honest when something is triggering for you and that doesn't mean you have to fill them in about what trauma it's triggering you can just say it's triggering for me you You divulge as much of your past and your trauma to whoever you want, whenever you want. You don't have to do it all just because you're trying to justify why something triggers you. Everybody knows what a trigger means at this point. And if they don't, briefly explain it and then move on. You don't have to divulge. All of your trauma to people in order for them to understand what makes you feel comfortable and what doesn't. Yeah, you know, because sometimes people just ain't in the space to do that, and and that has to be respected. And yeah, it shouldn't be
3: pressured. Yeah,
2: you shouldn't be pressured to it, but it also shouldn't impact your ability to experience pleasure. Right. Yeah. So you know, there's a way to talk about triggers without having to actually talk about the experience that is triggered. Right. In that moment, if that makes
3: sense.
1: Yep. Um, so this other article from XO Nicole, um, talks about knowing your partner's erotic language is the Mm -hmm. key to elevating your sex life. Mm -hmm. So again, I'll just go over some points. Um, sexual needs differ, sexual incompatibility comes into play and sometimes the inability to communicate what those needs and differences are can lead to frustration. Um, but what if you could apply language to the way you approach intimacy and sexual relationships and self-pleasure? well, there is power in the tongue and turns out there's power in learning what your erotic blueprint type is too. Um, similar to the way love languages and apology languages are important tools of how do we communicate and understand intimacy. Um, and then it goes into, let's see, the healing power of erotic blueprints. Mm. Um, let me see what this is. There is sometimes a mind, body, and soul disconnect we're experienced due to a lack of knowledge of our true selves that can be led to discontentment and the self-relationship and our intimate relationships. Um, it's talking about attachment issues and like, mm. you know, the different blueprints could be like energetic, sensual, sexual, kinky, shapeshifter. Um, and then it <laughs> talks about how to like navigate those moving hmm. on. So, okay. Yeah. Send me the links to those articles. What I do definitely
2: will.
0: To read that. I know. Yeah.
2: I'm interested in her use of the blueprint like of that of that language i can't say i've heard that before but i like it yeah Yeah. i mean i've heard it from her from her before but i haven't really investigated what she means by that yet so yeah sounds like it goes into that in that article
0: it's definitely given like the apology language and all of the different tests that we take oh god those things
1: were so fucking like that stuff was so interesting because I had never done any of that type of stuff and I was like, wow, there's so much to this. It's like it's like overwhelming, but it's good because you're like, damn, this quiz, yeah. then another one pops up, and then another one pops uh, up, another one you're like, yeah. Here's me in 15 different areas. Uh-huh. Which one do you want? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, yeah, it's good to know those things. I mean, you know, and and um, your your like placement in those tests can change. Yeah, I mean, that's throughout your what I Yeah. yeah and sometimes based on the moment yeah Yeah. (laughs) so like i think it's good to know about all of them right because in some moments or even with some people in some relationships you may exist in one area but then in other places you exist elsewhere so i think you know those tests are those quizzes are are good for you to kind of have like a baseline awareness but it's also good just to know about all of the options because at some point you probably gonna dip into all of them right you know, because they're usually not too far off, absolutely from each other. But yeah.
1: Okay, is that? It? I think that's all we have. Is that? Is that all we have? Yeah. Oh.
2: Anything else? Any other? Oh, facts it went kind of fast. I feel like it went fast, but then I'm looking at the clock and I was like, oh, it did not go like, fast. No, we didn't. <laughs>
0: So, Erica, please <laughs> let everybody know where they can find you, your social media handle.
2: Yes, yes. So um, happy sex talk is spelled H-A-P-P-E sex talk, all one word. That's my handle on all the things. So you can definitely find me there. Uh, I also just recently released um, some sex positive affirmation cards for toddlers. Uh, They are the. I just got a hundred decks and they're going really fast. So, if you if you want some, please go to the website. I call them Happermations, spelled H A P P E R M A T I O N S. Um, You'll be able to get to the link off of any of my social media um, things. But um, yeah, so definitely get yourself a deck of those. If you have any young people in your life, they're really they're really good for. I would say up to ages like maybe eight or nine. Um, I put that, you know, I advertise that they're good from ages two to seven, but they're kind of going beyond that age as I'm as I'm selling them. I'm realizing that they can work for older um than that too so probably tap out around nine or so and the cool thing about it is that as adults are doing these affirmations oh my gosh with the kids they're um they're learning things and unlearning things about themselves in the Mm -hmm. process because like you know there are there are statements like all bodies are cool and it's like everybody kind of needs to know that because Mm -hmm. we be out here body shaming people Like crazy. Yeah. Um, Or like nobody has the right to touch me without asking for consent. Now, there are some situations when you're talking to younger kids where. You know, there's, there's moments when like for your safety, if you run it out into the street, I'm going to grab your body and I'm not going to ask you first right? because I'm literally trying to save your life (laughs) right? because a car could be coming or I'm trying to prevent you from, from being hurt. Um, like situations like that, of course, but in a moment where consent can happen at a doctor's office, it, yes, a doctor may be a person that can touch your genitals to make sure that you're okay. However, comma, they still need to ask. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they could, they could take a little extra, like that article where that guy was, like yeah. taking a little extra women and yeah. acting like it was part of the exam, and acting like
2: it was part of the exam. Yeah, yeah. there's there's right, uh, dirt education. bags everywhere. Yep. Yes, there's lack of education. Yes. Yeah, so you know, I mean, I think um, so. There's there's some real like intergenerational education happening through them that I was hoping would happen, but I thought I was gonna have to prompt it a little mm-hmm. bit, and I'm realizing that it's like naturally. Um, happening which has been really cool to see Um, and it's healing a lot of adults who have had sexual trauma in the past Mm -hmm. in ways that they weren't expecting because it's giving them the confidence to talk to their kids about safety Mm -hmm. in a way that was not talked to them about and so the fact that they feel confident enough to do that with these affirmation cards kind of being a You know a catalyst if you will to that conversation Um, that makes me feel that makes me feel really good because it's kind of like impacting in and different you know i'm a layer person as you can tell (laughs) from this conversation so it's impacting in different layers and in ways that um that i was hoping it would but not this soon so i'm glad to see that because i just launched last month Mm -hmm. and i've already sold like almost 80 decks so it's been it's really good but yes get your hands on some of those i'll be selling at the mag juneteenth event next saturday and then zora's house has a um if you're in Columbus, of course, Zora's House has a summer, uh, like women of color, summer market that they oh, wow. that they have. Um, Zora's House is a uh, co-working space for women of color yep. downtown do office summit. Uh, my best friend runs it and owns it. LC, oh, um, it. And so, it's yeah, so I'm in uh, selling in that. Um, market as well the the last weekend in june so okay, gotcha. you can also come get him in person and come say hey yeah. i don't even know if this is releasing before that but
1: it'll be out. Is, yes okay Wednesday. okay okay cool
2: Wednesday. okay yeah yeah so just hit me up i'm i'm very accessible Absolutely I may be delayed. It may be at hours you don't need to pay attention to timestamps. Right. <laughs> because as I said, and my brain my brain kicks on at 8 30 p.m. when most people are like, you know, toning it down for the night. I'm just starting. You're so starting, ignore yeah. my timestamps in all communication. That's what I tell people. Yeah. Don't Just don't pay attention. Just pretend you got it at a reasonable hour. Right.
1: Respond when you're ready.
2: Respond Liz. when you're ready. <laughs>
0: So yeah. I will make sure that all of Erica's handles are in the bio, um, or excuse me, not in the bio, in the links for the show. <laughs> Um, be sure to follow her check her out she's on to some really good things and doing some really good work out here thank y'all so much for having me um, and we plan to have you back yes please um, as many times as you want I'm here yes we plan to have you back for sure next time I'm bringing wine listen that's fine, that's fine with us
2: um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have my husband <laughs> drop me off and then go to Easton for a second I'll tell him right. when to come back and get me right. so I can drink all the wine I want right. and still
0: be safe yes I got the wine glasses <laughs> listen good to go yeah. um, don't forget to follow us guys our instagram is take control podcast our instagram is take excuse me our twitter is take control pod send us an email with any listener questions that you have at take control podcast at gmail.com dario will be back with us next time and we're out yes we are all right